good morning, um, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, my name's Gary Kemp and I am standing in for Ica on the Creative Me podcast this week, uh, episode 55 I believe. Um, on this episode we have my brother, Mark Kemp. He's more than just my brother. Um, Mark works for, works at, owns, runs, operates 42 Studio. Um, and in the chat we have a wee bit of a discussion about uh, early creative life, art school, college, all those sort of things. My voice is a wee bit croaky because <coughs> we've been chatting for so long. Um, yeah, hope you enjoy and uh, thanks for Mark for coming in and thanks to Ike for trusting me to do this. Um, hopefully it's interesting. So, enjoy. Recorded now. So this is, I think this is episode, going to be episode 55 of the Creative Me podcast and I'm Gary Kemp, standing in for Ica, who's taking time off to welcome a new kid into the world. Good luck. Um, and I'm joined by uh, somebody I'm familiar with, obviously, who's my brother, uh, Mark Kemp. So hello. Hello. How are you doing? Not bad. All right. Yep, busy? Very busy, aye. Busy? Uh, very busy. Everybody says that, do they? Aye. Everybody's busy. You but I am, I am actually very busy. busy. You're the exception. Mm-hmm. I'm the exception. So, yeah. for people who don't know you, obviously, um, just give us a wee, mm-hmm. a quick, a quick cool. rundown of who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, as Guy said, Mark Kemp, um, a trade, a graphic designer, um, but now you'll find me kind of running the day-to-day of a design agency in Aberdeen called 42 Studio. Um, I still kind of have my hands in the design aspect of things um, at times, but, you know, getting on a bit. Nobody wants an old guy <laughs> designing anymore, so I tend to do all the other stuff. Um, but it's, it's it's kind of natural progression, really. Um been doing this now for over 20 odd years um cool it's the direction i kind of want to go in so and here we are okay and if you go back if you go back further yeah years, I, I, okay go back go back to go the back, beginning go back. Back yeah. when we were so we both we grew up we we're both obviously aberdeen we grew up in northfield we both went to the same almost the same primary uh, schools, schools. Yeah. yeah yeah Corey mm-hmm. hill and that so early, early creative endeavours. I think I always, I was always, what was it the same? I was always into art. I was always, at, you know, arty farty. Good at drawing. Also, I was always good say. at drawing. Um, and my early memories are, I kind of wanted to be an architect, but before mm. I even knew what an architect was, Aye. I just knew that it was drawing, I knew it was buildings, I knew it was kind of, you know, stuff like that. But then, I think I must be around about 11, 12-ish, I found out that you had to study for seven years. Yeah. I need to be good at physics and maths. And I was like, oh, nah, that's not happening. So around the same, two things happened at the same time. I've been thinking of this since we spoke about this. Um, two things happened at the same time. I had a good art teacher at secondary school. He's at an academy. Um, so good. <laughs> Can I actually remember? 
his name. <laughs> Mr. Hamilton. Hamilton, that's it. Well done, Mr. Hamilton. Be a white beard. Oh. Uh, he introduced, he brought in a, a module in first year, or maybe second year at, at Central School, graphic design, which is basically just doing graphic images of a raven or a or a robot or something, I can't quite remember, but using gouache paint and it was kind of very, very um, particular. It wasn't, a, it was very precise and you used rotating pens and I kind of, it was a different side to art we hadn't done before. And at the same time, like a lot of graphic designers, I kind of got into bad record covers and oh, yeah. band logos. Yeah. I don't know how many times I redrew like the Metallica, Metallica logo, yeah, yeah. And, or made up my own band names I didn't have, mm-hmm. and just did logos. And I suppose that's the kind of the combination of those two things. Was the first time I realised that graphic design was a thing that you could probably be paid for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that just kind of I suppose I just snowballed. Just did art all the way through the school, knowing that eventually I would try and apply and get into art school. Some days. So you did standard grade. Higher. Started. I did. I did. It was all grades. I'm old enough to go. All grades. All grades. All grades. Hires. And then I did six year six studies. Year study, yeah. And because I just fucked around yeah. in sixth year, I ended up going to Rotherston to do a, a portfolio I, uh, uh, course, which got me into grades. So right. that's kind of that was the route. But I was. I'm one of these fortunate folk, or say fortunate, but I was one of these fortunate kids that I kind of. Pretty much knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And it was just a case of getting on with it. Yeah, um, that's, that's my, my memory is you always knew uh, what you wanted to do. Uh, and that's kind of half the, half the battle, I suppose. It is, the battle, yeah. Um, and your year at Rutherston, Rutherston, for folk who don't know. Oh, sorry, it's, it's, no longer it's, there. It's, 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 it's Aberdeen College. It's where, where Talisman building is now. No, no, it's further down. It's where flats are now. It's down, right bottom down Hoban Street. It's actually flats in place now. Um, but it's part of the Arby College, um, and you did a year foundation course there to build up a portfolio where you would either carry on and do your HNC, HND, or you would go to Grey's. And at the time, you know, pals who kind of did that, half of us went up to Grey's or other other yeah. art schools, and half of us did, did stay behind and do the, do the HNC, HND. I chose art school because I was still probably at that stage still more of the artsy side yeah. than the wanting to get a job side. Yeah, you yeah, kind of stayed yeah. at college then because you could go through doing a grafting course in two years. You could go out, you could try and get a job. Yeah. I loved the idea of going to art school. So yeah, I kind of wanted to do that whole thing. So I so it was just yeah, it was really yeah, it was it was it was. I don't. I still remember vividly that first year at Rutherston. Just suddenly every day, all you're doing is the thing you want to do. And the, the teachers were tutors. They were, they were different. They kind of treated you. And so there was a marked difference. There was a marked difference. And absolutely, college and absolutely. Then, and right. suddenly, I hate using the word freedom because it's it's horrible. But suddenly, you're there every day doing a bit of everything, seeing seeing which sides of 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 that of of art or design that you're into. Um, yeah, and it kind of yeah, it opened opened things up, and it just I suppose it just ratified. In me, that that's what that's I want to do. And then Grays. So, did you? So, when you go from school to where obviously you're covering a broad range of subjects mm-hmm. and you're mixing with people, mm-hmm. did you notice a different, a change in culture? Is it completely? Uh, yeah, I suppose you know two things happen, and it, it's amazing to think it's within, it's within only a you know a year, a year and a half. You leave school and then you're right in the middle of uni. And you're you're different people. You're completely yeah. different people because suddenly you're you're well in Grays. I didn't know Andy at Grays from from school. Nobody no, no nobody one, done what I was no, doing. No. Um, I was a couple of older than me there. Older than me there. Got my got to his academy, but I was nobody in my year. 
I knew a couple of folk from the foundation course, so that was fine. But the the rest of the hundred and fifty first years, yeah. you didn't know, and, if, and they're they're coming from all on the on the all in the country yeah. as well, and and because of that, they're probably a little bit more um, kind of in need of pals and you know, yeah. get you know, so you kind of very quickly you find your tribe and very quickly you kind of you make different different friends yeah. different backgrounds yeah. so as a culture it does as as uni always does it does quickly kind of broaden things out for you but just doing it every day was was exhausting and it, yeah it took a long time to get used to the fact that this is it this is oh, what this we're is doing it. yeah you know and also you could skive off in the afternoon and go yeah, and watch yeah. films <laughs> and nobody <laughs> said anything um but yeah and depending on who i still want to touch with quite a few folk from back in the day um albeit you know not that often as we're getting older but with all the different opinions of our time it calls you. Oh, that's interesting. You see it. See it. You, you, you see it different. You live the same thing, yeah. but you all yeah. experienced yeah. it slightly differently. Well, as as, as one one pal particular caught relatively recently, and he has the same memory of Grey as I have, but from him, it's a kind of negative memory. For me, it's a kind of positive oh, really? one. That's interesting. He he remembers basically getting on with it. Tutors kind of ignoring what he was doing, and just being self motivated and getting it done. Okay. And I agree with him 100%. That's exactly my perspective on it. <laughs> he saw that as a downside. I saw <laughs> that as an upside. I liked that I kind of was just able to get on with it. Um, so, yeah, I think Grey's certainly, and you know, it's my own experiences, obviously, at art school, but I think for me, where the, the kind of the benefit of it was, you learned how to kind of motivate yourself, you learned how to do it. Yeah. The work obviously wasn't always going to be great, but you learned how to be a designer. Yeah. Off your own back, and if you if you had to be motivated by the tutors after four years there, I'm not entirely sure how how you would then motivate yeah. yourself out, yeah. out in the aye, market. Aye. So I I kind of I suppose grew up a little bit there. You create a bit of maturity that you yeah. need once you're working. Yeah. Um, and I learned I learned how to do the job, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I learned, you know, the beginnings of how to do the job. And the, the it's interesting you said you said you could skive off and go and watch films and stuff, <laughs> but you know, like my memory of like your uh, interest in film, that, you know, like going from kids that would go to the cabin at Biden Square to yeah. get the latest maybe Arnie movie if we could. Yeah, that yeah. kind of changed. You it know? did change, and you start to see. Yeah. You know, I, obviously yeah. you, you, you know, you're mixing with people who are then looking at, you know, more interesting film and stuff, and then that trickled into yeah. me. Obviously, you started to see more interesting yeah. stuff. Um, and I, I think that's true. I mean, at Rotherston, met a group of pals there overall, and they were really into films. And I, to be honest, I think during my teens, I kind of dropped out of watching films. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, I was out with these pals, I still vividly remember this. Every time I hear this film, I wait to mention, every time I, I hear it, I remember this kind of, this jokey night where they were giving me, we used to do this thing where you'd quote these movies and you'd try to guess in the pub what yeah. the films were. And they were quoting this movie over and over again I had no idea where the quotes were coming from yeah. right and I was like I've not a clue and it was Die Hard and I'd never seen oh Die Hard God. right so <laughs> this, is, this is 1991 okay so Die Hard was what 87 yeah I hadn't seen Die Hard but because it had been at a time in the 80s where I just 
dropped out of watching movies. I don't know what happened, but just that no. age, I stopped stopped me because the video didn't work at home or something like that. I, no, <laughs> I actually, I actually I, think yeah, we, yeah. we had a video recorded that didn't so work. So that bunch of pals I made there, that was that was as you said there. That was when I suddenly got into films again, and then. The, you know, watching the blockbusters came out to watch another kind of film. Yeah, and yeah. we had a we had a thing at Grey's called Contextual Studies. And I remember the tutor there, um, John Berry, was a great, great tutor actually. And you'd go there once a week and you'd get a movie and it'd be like Derek Jarman or it would be it was Anshi and Andalou, you know, the one with the sliced eye. Oh yeah. Completely okay. off killer. Yeah. And okay, you know, you're going the other end of the spectrum. But it did kind of open your eyes, and that's why it's called contextual studies, to this other stuff outside yeah. your yeah, yeah. zone of what you were, yeah. what you're doing, and it didn't. It didn't mean that. Then I discovered Martin Scorsese. Then yeah, I discovered, yeah, you know, yeah. as, so yeah. So definitely, I would say that time is. So you're, you're like aside, aside from learning the, yeah. the craft and your, yeah. you know, how yeah. to be a designer and artist. You're, you're actually discovering, yeah. Other culture, other creative things. And I think it's in you as well. I think and, so. Because I think I think it's because it's. It, it, I had, a, I had a love of art as a kid, yeah. then turned it into design because that's how school work. Yeah, and I like music, different kinds of music, sometimes good, sometimes yeah. bad. Oh. Let's name mention that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, because that's kind of, you know, every, everyday life. It's, yeah. You know, films yeah. and, and music and, and books. Yeah. used to read yeah. a fair bit when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Um, but then art school, because you've got a tendency like that stuff, suddenly, at the right culture, at the right time, art school can push that into these other other areas, that yeah. other contextual area. So right. suddenly yeah. you're looking a bit deeper at the films. Yeah. And you're doing that you're being that horrible kind of smog art student. Yeah. But you need to go through that. You need to go through that. Because it's all part of that it's growing part up of it. part of, of it, you know. It is. Of um, and I've I've retained still I, I love a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I just don't have the same time or patience now. Yeah, no, but I still I yeah. the yeah. film the films that I I would argue that if you were to you know that if you were to say right, Desert Ireland Desert Island movies and 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 music, the majority of them were probably the ones I was exposed to early nineties. Oh, I think because yeah, it's a time of life, yeah. 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 And as a time uh, of life there, where you, yeah. So if you know, a certain movie, certain filmmakers now, that yeah, I still love because of that early nineties, yeah. that time when I yeah. was at art school. Um, and I, I probably kind of judge their films fairly because no. they're too tied into. That frame of mind yeah, and that yeah. that time yeah. of my life, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you do. well. You, yeah. When you develop those specific music interests at an early age, they they're there forever. Uh, they're, they're, they're never. They are. And they're come the, back. They're the for, music and the films that you can put on any time because uh, they're just comfort blankets oh, rather yeah, than yeah. just you know. They're, you're, you're yeah. Not, you know, you're investing time in something altogether new. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, the nineties were. I think that's yeah, <laughs> oh, that's no, but I don't like. Right. It's right. Um, and then so what was it? Four years. It was a, it was four years a year at Rutherstone. Four years. Four years ago. Yeah. yeah. And then how did you find the leap from graduation yeah. to work? Um, I was fortunate in my final year at Grays. I was picked to do a few. I suppose as close to real life projects as you could get for the college for yeah. for grades. Yeah. So you know posters for lecture series, right, invites okay. for some event that was coming on, and then the fact I did along with another designer, um, really talented um, designer now um, Nick Tweedy actually, who was the year below me in grades, went on to become this amazing designer. Um, we together did the uh, final year, my years. Um, 
degree show material. Okay. So they're not truly commercial real projects, no, but you got a taste of, of, it, of it meant I was working with a client, getting a brief that wasn't yeah. part of my my course. So yeah. I think that helped. And also something else happened in the mid nineties which was the internet and new media. Yes. Now my course didn't touch that. I was my year, I think it was the final year that didn't have uh, web or multimedia or whatever it was oh, called right, then okay. as part of the course it was, it was the, the, the 97 was when oh, the first right. time it came yeah. on so we missed that so it was a whole new industry there and there was a couple of guys in my year who'd done it anyway in their final year they'd, they'd built websites anyway even though it was part of the course it was there it was part of the culture it was going to be part of our industry right. and I was kind of lucky that was back in the day when you know you still applied for jobs through the paper or yellow pages yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember just sending out a bunch of letters in July and getting an interview in August and getting a job that same month. So it was two months after who, graduating. Who and there was a company called a local company called Cyberactive who oh, were I can remember that. they were a yes. multimedia company yeah. or as we call then a new media company. New media, which is yeah. basically C D ROMs and websites. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was and I was I was a lot of designing there. Now I came into that and I blagged it. I remember the boss at the time said, So have you worked with excellence you know, such and such? Ah oh, yeah, I worked oh, yeah. on all that. Um, this way, trying to and again the days before you could just go online and get a manual. So I had to turn up my first day and you know surreptitiously read up on the software I was supposed to know. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, suddenly I'm coming into it and I have to learn a whole new bag of tricks yeah, because the yeah. stuff I'd learned at, at Gray's wasn't all applicable. Yeah, and if I look back at it now, yeah, it wasn't the best work in the world to get involved with. Um, but I learned a lot about other people. Actually, I learned a lot about how. And if I think about my business now, a lot of things I think about day to day now actually probably Related come from yeah. come from back then. So I learned, you know, hindsight's a great for us. to learn, learn how to work with, with people. With people. And what yeah. I found where my strength was, and probably still is, is, you know, there are people out there naturally talented at stuff, and there's people who just have to work fucking hard at it. And I'm definitely the latter there. I have to work hard at it. And I was a very, I was very... Um, willing to fill a void. Yeah. So, on my you know that first job, I would you know I'd be quite happy to work. Uh, you would all the hours and say I'll do and come at weekends yeah. and yeah. and do whatever because I was wanting to learn. I loved it. I was wanting to learn. I tend to love at home. So <laughs> my mum and dad. So right. you know being out of the house for longer was probably alright as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, so I was perfectly fine. I I wanted to get stuck in. I wanted to do the extra hours. I wanted to be relied on, yeah. but what I probably didn't see then was that as a habit, it's actually, it's 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 bad, but it's also great, because yeah. you then become the person that's relied on, and my boss back in the day then, and it, you know, so we're speaking about, you know, 20, 1996, um, and I've, I've seen him recently actually, and we've talked about this very thing he said, and it's, you know, people are constantly um, putting on social these inspirational quotes that they see. But there are sometimes things that people say to you in life that you do remember, yeah, and you yeah, actually yeah. you can look are. at and you can, but you can look at your career and you think actually because of that is why I'm doing this. Why. And he said to me once, it's a simple thing that never concern yourself about taking too much responsibility. Somebody will always somebody will always tell you if you're standing on their toes. Yeah. So I saw that as a kind of I think well yeah. I'll just do it. I'll do it until I'm, I'm, told, told, until I'm, told, I'm told to stop to. it. Right. Until I'm told, no, you can't come in this place. And yeah. if I look back at every stage of my career, that has been, there's always been a point where that's been the case where there's probably been a bit of frustration on my part that I haven't been able to get into that meeting or I haven't been able right. to do that thing that yeah. I want to do um, because 
but it's been the motivation. It's been why I've worked hard over the years because I want to fill that void. Yeah. If you're, if that, that person's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'll do it. You know, give it to me. Give yeah. it to me. Yeah. Um, so you know, something an old boss twenty odd years said to me. Now yeah. I can look back, and that's to be honest, that's sculpted that's a lot thing. of what I did over the but years. It's interesting because that's a part of like all these like moments in life yep. where things are imprinted onto you, whether it's. You know, te- good teachers. Uh-huh. Um, you know, music, film, art. Yeah. You know, good advice. Yeah. And yeah, you keep you kind of do you keep going back to them. Yeah. So I mentioned there, like, good teachers. Um, go back like our primary school. You know, I I had good memories of doing art and stuff mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you, you had a good teacher. Oh, me too. Um, Glanders, Glanders, I, um, and we used to do art competition. It was a slide. It was like. Stories told across slides. There was competitions for schools where you'd you'd paint pictures um, to accompany a story that the class would make up, yeah. and the the story would be read out and recorded in class, yeah. and the pictures would be made, the paintings would be made, yeah. and the slides. You know, again, it's been about eighties here before you know easy to access video cameras, and you know they go towards some national school yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever won it, but the point was we used to do those competitions. So somebody would come up with a pirate story and we'd yeah. all have to paint a picture of pirates. And it was always a you always felt that art and culture and when I was in primary six and seven, whether it was, you know, doing the amateur dramatic stuff you, you used to do. You can you can plug that. Plug that. Yeah, I, was on, I was on TV as you were Joseph, on TV, right? Yeah. And uh, on, you know actually um, just down the road, Art Centre. Art Centre, you know, there was amateur dramatic but stuff was, there. But that was, but that was, was extra. That was Mr. Gander's yeah. and that was extra in P six and seven outside the normal curriculum. Yeah. She had a love of that. She had the space and the time to do it. Um, and it was normal for our class. You never thought anything of it. But actually, looking back, it is quite she extraordinary. Take, actually, yeah, she <laughs> it's quite an extraordinary take, time. Um, she used to take all of the primary six and sevens yeah, and do yeah. like expressive dance. That's right. Stuff, that's right. I remember which that. Is yeah. crazy it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But again, yeah, you're probably right. That will have had an influence as well. I think it's had an influence as well. I mean, I said at the beginning, I was always into the art side and more artistic side of things throughout primary school, and that can only happen, I suppose. If it's fed, if it's allowed, it's got to yeah. be. It's got to be nourished. Yeah. Somebody's got to and encourage it. I just remember, Dad was a good drawer. My dad was a good drawer. And so I was something I think in in our genes well, as well. Yeah, you know I mean, I think I was something in there. I think know? it's quite funny when people say, you know, like I can on this podcast often ask people, you know, is your is your family artistic? Yeah. And and a lot of the responses are, you know, and and I'm not having a pop at them, but they'll be like, oh yeah, my mum's an artist and my dad's an architect and this and that and and. And we were like, kind of like levels, well, probably like in society terms below that. But our dad was a painter, decorator, Aye. and yeah. very good with his hands and a Aye. good drawer. Aye. And mum is very good at crafty stuff. Aye, sorry. Really good. Like she would yeah. make stuff. She'd make Aye. our Halloween costumes from scratch. Aye. Aye. But I also you think, know, you know, and it's weird. And we can see this know, now. It's a, like but, a working class version. Is it? Well, here's an added working class aspect of it. You know, when dad was doing, uh, when dad was decorating certain. You know, printer pals on his, you know, paper would find its way back to our house. So we had an endless stream of that and lining paper. Lining paper. You know, we'd actually we'd an endless stream of stuff to draw with. We were, we were encouraged. So I I think it's definitely it's kind of it's it's not something that is come. You know, it's just happened. No, lightly. No, no. But um, yeah, no. I just wanted to go back. I go for it. Grab a water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I just wanted to go back there. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> Mrs. Galander's. Um, yeah, yeah. From Quarry Hill, 
And obviously, your your wife is a teacher, and you've got two two young kids. Yeah. So you must see the kind of uh, the importance <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. Of like teaching yeah. and being taught, and, and yeah. kind of the impact. Because you can you can see the impact that it has on the teacher. Yeah. And you can right. see the impact it's having on the two the two wounds. Yeah. Uh, are they are they sort of getting into? creative stuff I think they're they both got an angle of it I think Josh my eldest has I think he has got a natural aptitude for drawing yeah. I think he's he is really good at it teachers in the school kind of talk about it but he's also got that thing at you know the age he's at where because his dad says he's very good at it he doesn't <laughs> do it so I've kind of left it um, and I kind of a bit like that with a lot of things in life yeah, yeah. I don't try and you know no. they're too young to worry about what they're going to do. No, no so they need to find find something. But they're certainly encouraged. Kirsty loves, my wife Kirsty loves buying um, craft stuff yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. stuck yeah. in with some craft stuff and whatever that is. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, when, I mean our, our mum obviously um, has a boys, mm-hmm. um, or has had, you know, looked after the boys throughout yeah. periods yeah. of their life. And whenever I'm been round at mum's end, Aye. there's been paper I paint it's a you know what everywhere the funny thing about the craft stuff is regardless of what else they're up to at the time regardless of what they're into they still will quite happily when granny's round or Aye, whatever nice. get stuck yeah. into it it's you know it's quite natural Aye, and yeah. whatever it is you know drawing like stick say, a pair of scissors over their hands exactly. get, get cutting off yeah. and making yeah. stuff Aye. I mean, you know depends when what mood they're in to put scissors in that hands, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, aye. Yeah. but yeah so I think yeah but again like anything else maybe we were speaking about when we were growing up if the, if the material's there and the space is there to get yeah. on with it you don't need to be yeah. pestered to do it no, no, you just no, do it no, you know do it. Um, so I think yeah yeah, it's definitely it's an important part of, of our life yeah. I would say not just the craft thing but the boys love films yeah. they read a lot yeah um, we go, you know, they enjoy museums. So okay, yeah, that's yeah. a slight, but still cultural. Yes, yeah. You know, they, that side of life is, you know, is important to us. So they do do it, you know, not as much as probably we'd like to, but as everything yeah, else in life. But yeah, life, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so your uh, your first job with yeah. uh, Cyber Active. Cyber Active. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a, a TV show. <laughs> yeah, something. It was, it was dated back then. <laughs> Let alone now, you know. So yeah, and then. Fast. If we fast forward a bit to yeah. what would it be? Maybe like th- what? Say three years? Maybe four? Three years ago, you were at EQ. Yeah. Well, I joined EQ like, in two thousand and three. Yeah. Um, I decided the multimedia thing. I'd had enough of it. I wanted to get a job in a brand agency, a bit more kind of. Tradi- I suppose you call it more traditional advertising yeah. and brand agency, and joined EQ in two thousand three, and then kind of quickly. Again, just the attitude of filling in the void, uh, filling the void in, and getting on with it, and, and you know, sticking my hand up and just cracking on. Kind of, eventually, was kind of you know, creative director and then managing director for a while as well. But things happen. Um, you know, the local, the local um, economy changed. Yeah. You know, certain business models and certain kind of businesses can can it hand, can it, you know what we're co- talking co- about that 2016 yeah, was, uh, end of 2015 end of 2015 end of decided 2015. that um I would you know start up my own my right. own studio and I was yeah. fortunate that I had a team with me who were willing to kind of you know um join right. and I'd you know I had a decent roster of clients who were also going to 
kind of support me in that initial initial um, launch. Right. So Christmas 2015, within two weeks, it was all done. It went, um, it went from pretty grim. It went pretty to, grim to that was it. We're exciting. back. Yeah. No, no time to sort of wallow. And no, no. And it was interesting that you know the it kind of ties in nicely to the name Y forty two. Yeah. People often ask, and yeah. um, depending whether I can be bothered or not, I tell them what was my age at the time, which oh, was. Yeah. Um, but actually, the real story is I had two days to come up with a name because I needed to register the business before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, or I wanted to for the bank account reason. Anyway, I needed to register a company name and I hadn't even, I've been so busy just trying to get everything else, you know, sorted yeah. that I hadn't thought of a name. So I was at home and I was like, right, I need to come up with a name today. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know brand agency life, Naming things is the hardest thing in the world to do because a word with no context means completely different things to everybody else. Yeah. It's no life yet. It's never never been anywhere. No. It's got no style to it. It's got no yeah, product yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or service to it yet. Yeah. It's just a name or a word out there. It can take months to come up with a, a name. But I say, well, I do this for a living, so come on, get on with it. <laughs> so I, I can't remember the other names or Rubbish. I didn't want it to be my name because I was starting... Cybermark. Cybermark. Cybercam. I didn't want it to be my name because I was starting up with a team of people yeah, and that yeah. felt pretty That's, obnoxious yeah. to do that. Yeah. So I didn't, it couldn't be me. So what was it going to be? And um, I was reminded at that time, and I don't know if you remember it, you were a bit younger than me at the time, obviously, when Dad had come back, we were going to York on holiday mm-hmm. and he'd come back um, on the Friday afternoon saying he'd lost his job and I can't remember who he worked with at the time, and he got to say it out loud in case I've got the wrong company, but he was working for some somebody as a painting and decorator at the time. It'd be made redundant, but he'd said, I was still going on holiday. I remember that, I was still going on holiday, yeah. and I'm going to be working with John yeah. when I come back anyway. Yeah. And that was it. He was, that yeah. was it. Him and John worked yeah, yeah. for the rest of his life that way. And that story had come to my head because, like then, that's the only time I ever remember my dad and they, you know, coming back and saying they'd have a job. It's the only time I like that yeah, ever yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And this was also the first time that I had a window where I didn't have a job since I was like 15 or yeah. something. So yeah. somehow that story was in my mind. And of course, the address that we lived in at the time was 42. 42 yeah. And then, so I, I came up with that name and I drafted a few things up and I said to Kirsty, come on, what do you think? So you were saying, so sorry, you said that you were talking about that there. Aye. So he was 42 at the time. No, 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 no. No, you were just thinking about that. About the, the yeah, n- yeah, number yeah, door, yeah. 42. Aye. And then, so yeah. I, was saying, I was saying to Kirsty, yeah. so here's, here's, here's ideas. And let's see, I can't remember the other names that were on the yeah, list. Yeah. They could have been that good. She's like, I'll ask you 42. <laughs> and it's also your age. And I'd totally forgotten it was also my age. So... It was a perfect kind of connection there. So I think yeah, it was serendipitous, um, really, yeah. definitely. And then a few days later, we were in a in our meeting room in a new office talking about the same projects we talked about in December, in, aye, albeit before. under an, yeah, under yeah, a, yeah. under a new yeah. company and uh, you know um, and a whole new a whole new thing had started. So yeah, so that was Christmas two thousand fifteen, the best, probably the best <laughs> and worst Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember you texting me at Talma and I was like, oh God, you know, uh, but uh, you were a way to uh, yeah, thrash yeah. you on your own. It's funny because I'm speaking about films because at the time we were taking the kids, uh, we'll still do it, it was, every Christmas take the kids to film and it was the first year where the new Star Wars movie had come out, um, um, Force Awakens, Force Awakens. Yeah. and so the kids were excited and it was, um, I think it was like the day after I decided I was doing it okay. and I, it was all going to work out, so I was quite excited, I was a lot yeah. in my head. 
And we went to see the film, and I remember nothing about it. <laughs> I actually took the kids in again on the Sunday. I was a Friday. I took the kids in on a Sunday to watch it again because I, I couldn't remember, remember a head, scene of it. Because it was just buzzing. 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 And I remember, I, I can still remember what I was thinking about. I remember the clients I was thinking about, I remember the projects I was thinking about because I had to join a lot of dots still. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd be able to chill out on a Friday night, pizza, movie. Ah, you just go, oh, I've done it now. I'm fine. But no. Right, I'll, I'll so it's weird. It. So, yeah. No. So that, yeah. That's quite a. It's quite a good energy sometimes, that nervous it's kind of, energy. Uh, yeah. you know, you're almost yeah. uh, shaken. It's adrenaline. It's adrenaline. And I think it, it, it was, a, you know, I've always taken responsibility of what I'm doing, regardless of which company I'm on, I'm with. So, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, I'm used to, because, you know, no, you I, believe, I believe in what yeah, I'm doing, I want to do well. You know, they're just to pick up your wage pack. You, exactly. you care about the work you're exactly. doing. And, yeah. But now, you know, when I, if I wake up during the night, it's a different feeling because it's yeah. you know it's um it's my business, it's not yeah, anybody yeah. else's. And uh, I remember saying to a friend of mine, you know Mark from you know Mark uh, Tarvis Mark. Oh, I singularity sauce. Yes, I, I remember <laughs> when he said he was starting up his own business um, yeah. a couple of years back or a year back, and I, I kind of I messaged him saying, oh, "Welcome to the contented insomniac club." <laughs> you know, you'll still want to sleep, but you're content. Because it's all your own fault, <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. I think that's you know you've made your bed. You made your bed exactly, but at least you can never just to blame. It's your own fault. So yeah, um, so here we I'm, are. I'm a bit worried that this battery for the the mic's gonna right. run out soon. But so we'll, quick. We'll, we'll carry we'll, we'll carry on anyway. Okay. A couple more things to um, cool. So one of the things is like you you know you're talking about business stuff there. Yeah, all all of the you know like the boring stuff mm-hmm. like bank accounts. Yeah. Uh, you know, like all that, all that stuff. Um, how how do you still kind of nourish the creative side <laughs> yeah. for yourself? I think um, really simply by working with the team and the clients. Yeah, uh, maybe my hands aren't on the tools all the time. Here. But if me and Sam, Sam, um, the creative director at Sam Lomar, the creative director of 42, if we're in a meeting, meeting with a new client, potential yeah. new client, or or a brand new client, or if you know, or an existing client with a new yeah. project, or I'm sitting with Gene Archer, um, kind of digital account director, uh, you know, being in the room and you know sharing ideas, yeah. or actually working at a brief, sometimes can be really good. Your yeah. client comes in, I've got, I think I want to do this. What do you think? And just us in the room trying to solve problems yeah, then and prob- then. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That's and good. especially if you that's come out creative. and you've won a bit of business out of yeah. it, you haven't had to... I mean, I don't remember the last kind of presentation to a potential new client that we we had where we brought out slides. We just don't do that. No, no. Sit no. down, talk about talk their business, yeah. get enthusiastic about it, yeah. try and give away a little bit so yeah, that we're showing yeah. that we understand it. Yeah. That's where I get the buzz. And then from, you know, from a day-to-day thing. But actually, you know, the buzz is really... And it sounds trite and it sounds cheesy, but whenever they, everybody's content, when yeah. the team's content and yeah. things are working and clients are happy, yeah, that yeah, you get a big buzz about that. Also, we, I, I just saw uh, you know a bit of it up close because you you guys did the rebranding for my my mm-hmm. day job at Optimus. Um, so it was interesting because you know Optimus is for people obviously want to know is. Um, uh, we're an engineering consultancy. We are quite, we are quite a liberal bunch, but mm. there's a certain element of conservative conservatism that comes with it. 
that industry. Mm. And so it was interesting to see the two worlds collide. Because, <laughs> you know, we're mm-hmm. death by PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, but that's uh, normal. Formal. That's, yeah. Well, for, I mean, I'm saying yeah. formal. Yeah. I mean, with clients and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. I, you know, when I kind of, you know, noised you up and, and uh, you know, it took a wee time to get get there. You know, once it was getting there, there was an element of me going, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how they're going to react yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, you know, but, you know, you guys have, you know, you, I mean, you changed the logo as well, which yeah. was, like, huge. Yeah. And you don't do that by just no. blustering in and going, no, you this don't. is it. And also, it's a real yeah. nurturing kind of process that, yeah, yeah, it was interesting to see. It, I think we have an attitude, a couple of things, I think, in terms of any small, any business at all, Especially a new business um, culture, and the, the the values you have as a business are vital, and not yeah. just to have values that you put in a wall no. and you say we've got values, but the, the ones you live every day, and, yeah. and the the ones that exist and therefore form everything you do with your business um, yeah. are, are are important. And there's a couple that I think would be kind of you know talk to that, and one of them is when we started up, we talked about never wanting to be a horror story, you know. I've been doing this 20 odd years, there's a project that, you know, I've had a few disaster projects like everybody has in their life where clients have been a nightmare or we've been a nightmare yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. But from day one we say we're not going to be that agency, but we're not going to have any horror stories. Now, that doesn't mean to say we haven't had any, we've, you know, I've had a couple of projects that, you know, we'd look back in hindsight and think we could have done better. Yeah. But if you have the attitude as we're not going to be a horror story, what that means is you put processes and stuff in place to try and limit it. So you, yeah. you have proper project management yeah. you you are really transparent you yeah. do make that awkward call that you you would normally put off because yeah. it's going to so you, you know you, if you live it then you can deal with it and and the other thing is we say and especially with our startups we work with a lot of startup companies who and you'll recognise this where they've got a day job yeah. and they're trying to develop something on the side that was perhaps a hobby once but yeah. they see as perhaps could be a business. Yeah. It could be a way out of their day-to-day. Yeah. It could be a, a good insurance um, for anything that might go wrong in their yeah. day-to-day. Yeah. We work with a lot of those businesses. Um, we want to be the best part of their week. Yeah. We want them to come into our, our studio to talk about their new packaging, a new product, a new brand, a new website, and just be excited. Be excited. Be excited. Yeah. We should be. And even, yeah. you know, because if even if they're starting up a business from scratch and they haven't got the day-to-day job, they have to deal with you know, proper agents, I'm yeah, dealing with yeah, yeah. banks, I'm dealing with insurance. We want to be the fun be part. The Come in for part. good coffee, yeah. a bit of a, a, ba- a bit of banter, yeah. and then let's talk about your business and look at some cool stuff. That's, and, and I think that's important. So yeah, as a lot of companies we work with are very conservative, far more conservative than I can those well folk, you know? yeah. Um yeah. what we do is they're gonna kill NMD. No. If the worst that happens is we don't get on with them and they think we're full of it, then that's so be it, you know. Bit, yeah. I know, and you know, people in my industry know that what we do provides real value when it's done right. Yeah. You've got to have confidence that you you can do it. You go in there, you talk about why you're doing it, you talk about the kind of results you should expect. Yeah. You don't oversell. No. You don't bullshit. No. You talk to people you manage, as people. Yeah. You manage their expectations. Yeah. And, and the most important thing is the company has to have people there who are going to who are going to engage in it. Yeah. And I think we optimistic did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. People got into it, and that's fine. Once yeah. people get into it, there's a momentum there. Yeah. So I think it's it's about we're all human beings. And that's again, it's trite, but it's it's really straightforward. Yes. We're all human beings. Talk to people as people. Yeah. Less less of the bullshit. Less of yeah. the overselling. 
transparency and then some of the, you get, that's when trust happens yeah. that's when new relationships yeah. are built yeah. uh, I've had relationships with clients client, I, was, I was on a road trip today seeing some new branches for a client of ours a client I've worked with now for 15 years and that's not because we've always provided the best creativity man can no. produce it's because we're there for them yeah. it's, it's a relationship they can trust us we've got our back and we do good work it's a, it's a combination it's about, all about, those things you know, it's about about people it's you know, yeah. not yeah. faceless kind of uh, companies yeah. it's yeah. nourishing those relationships absolutely uh, and you know when we think about new business if we're looking to win new business we get invited to tender for a piece of work I can guarantee you if it's a if it's a traditional procurement tender that every industry is used to where you get sent an invitation yes. you fill in a form yes. we will lose that 99 times out of 100 yeah. If, it, if people come into the room and we get a chance to talk to them, we will win that 99 times out of 100. Yeah, yeah. And we'll win that sometimes yeah. even when we're a bit more expensive perhaps. Yeah. Um, because I think we can't help ourselves be enthused yeah. about somebody yeah. coming in. And that's that's how we, I want it to be. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. The, Sam, Gina, Ross, Ryan, Jill, the rest, Alex, the rest of the team, that's how they all want it to be. We're, we're, we're working with clients um, directly, we're winning business directly, we're not a faceless organisation. You're, yeah, you're not filling in pro formas to win no, jobs that, no. you know, that you think, well... No. We want to do it honestly, we want to do it in yeah. the room, we want to do it because clients think we get them, you know, yeah. that we understand their business yeah. or kindred spirits, that's what we're all oh, looking for yeah. in business, you know, people that you can do good work together because that's what it's about at the end of the day is... You know, good work. Good work is mutually beneficial for us, obviously, because um, it means we get more of it. Yeah. And good work yeah, absolutely so beneficial well. for a client because they get they they get the result that they're after. Yeah. that is. So um, yeah. So you a um, couple more things really. The uh, you must see a lot of CVs come in. Yeah. So I wonder for any young, you know. School kids or you know mm-hmm. art students mm-hmm. stuff um, listening to this, you know what advice yeah. would you give them to, um, to, to, yeah. to just get their foothold in whatever whatever element uh, they're they're in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, from our our experience, experience is probably the best angle. Really, we have we actively invite and um, commit to three or four placements a year. Yeah, and that could be. Art school, college, or even school depends on depends on who's been in touch. Depends on the time of year. It depends yeah. what we're into, and it's not just Aberdeen. We've done it from other other unions and colleges as well, um, and we do it with one kind of slightly selfish perspective. We are looking for we're looking for somebody to employ. Ultimately, yeah. Yeah. it may be that they come in. Let's say they're a third year design student. They come in and you know quickly. Because a lot of these courses actually they they have to find a placement as yeah, part yeah, of the year, so we're quite happy to take them on. If they if they um, start actually contributing, you know, commercially, they get they get paid. Yeah. If they're good enough um, beyond that initial kind of piece of work, and we see potential there, we, we can, we'll see if we can they, they can be offered a part time job yeah. whilst they're at college, so we yeah. become their Saturday job instead yeah. of working in a bar. Yeah. And then ultimately, of course, what you're doing there is they're they're getting a benefit of of a of a uni or a college education. They get a benefit of industry experience. They're getting paid for it, and then hopefully there's a job after that. Now, I've done this not just this this company, but the previous company, done it up to umpteen times, and I've had three good 
designers okay. and have come out of that process. I've got one now. A pretty good hit rate. Pretty good hit rate. Jill Montgomery, um, our designer in um, in 42 at the moment. She was a placement with us back at EQ. Then she was graduating back in 2016. Yeah. Um, and through that process of getting straddled two companies through that process, she then is employed as a designer yeah. now. So it's worked really well for us. So in terms of, so companies will actively look for placements, but... At the same time, you need to get yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, so there would be right. two or three things I would say is, first thing is, stalk all these agencies on social media, interact with them on social, comment on things. Yeah. You know, Send them messages. A lot of time they get ignored, but what will happen is your name or your social handle might get recognised yeah, yeah. when you send yeah, stuff yeah, through, absolutely. which is important. Being yeah. recognised amongst it all is really important. So that's one thing. And also... You know, you can never start early enough to start in, interacting with people um, because that's that's got to be your job when you're doing it anyway. The other thing I would say is look, especially in Aberdeen, look at some of these cultural organisations, whether it's Look Again or whatever you're into, look at these organisations and see if you can help out and volunteer. Involved, Just get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. My mantra is get involved. Say yes to all these things because mm-hmm. what will happen is eventually you'll get the benefit of that. Yeah. Any young designer, and I mean at college, at school, or a graduate, anybody who thinks this is what they want to do as a business now, the people you know today, the contacts you make today, are the people and contacts you're going to need in 10, 15, 20 yeah. years' time when you start yeah. a business. So the more the more kindred spirits you work with yeah. or speak to or yeah. go to events at, yeah. have connections with now, the better your chance as you grow as yeah. a designer. Yeah. Because... I look back now as the only reason I was able to start my business from scratch um, at the end of 2015, but with a bunch of clients because I had had a network and that was years in the making. That wasn't just a year, that was years in the making and you can't can't redo it after. So, and the best way to do that is to get involved. So look, and Aberdeen at the moment has got a lot lot of these things going on now. You know, we hope a lot of it can continue because of obviously yeah. cuts and things, yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of appetite, there's yeah. a lot of exciting things going on. There's a lot, there's a huge entrepreneurial spirit in the city. Get involved. Um, I noticed, I think, again, we're looking for volunteers this yeah, week, I think. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, um, get done. And then the last thing I'll say is freelance for your pals, your family, hassle them. You know, your dad's got a taxi business, redo the logo. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. Your, your sister's got a kind of, you know, a skateboarding company on the side, <laughs> rebrand them, you know, get as much real life commercial experience as you yeah. can because the, the, the designer of now um, and especially in the future is going to be remote. Uh, yes, there's still going to be studios like Forty Studio, there's still going to be the need for people who who come into a, a workplace and, and work together as a team, but there's huge amounts of people making successful yeah, careers are working yeah, remotely absolutely so yeah. get used the to the world's a smaller place it that is you get used yeah. to getting freelance work and there's nothing stopping you doing it get involved nobody's going to do it for you um get out of that comfort zone yeah you know the start you, building you mentioned like networking and yeah. stuff and yeah it can be cringe yeah and it can be, it can but be difficult find, but, but find the but, thing that suits you you know networking for for somebody might just be going yeah. to the Pichacucha night yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and speaking to speaking to one of the speakers that yeah. might all, all it might be yeah. it might all it is yeah. it's not about going yeah. out and trying to show to be the front and centre of the whole not. thing no. if no. you go to these places and you start meeting a couple of people and you're yeah. talking to them as as, as normal people yeah then that's when you start meeting kindred spirits. And you never know. You might be talking to the next photographer you're yeah. be working with. You might be talking to the next you know, product designer you might be working with in the future. You never know who it is you're speaking to. And 
I don't know if we've got time for this example. I've got an yeah, example. So. We've got time. Well, if the battery runs okay. out, it runs out. Right. A perfect example about how by saying yes to something, not looking for anything particular out of it, that can come and actually um, be beneficial later on. Um, here's a good example from my kind of recent recent kind of life. Back a couple of summers ago, um, Grace Glover asked me to do a little talk to a bunch of students about starting up your own business. Mm-hmm. I was also alumni of Grey's. Um, they'd invited, um, it was at a hatch on Belmont oh, yeah. Street, yeah. and invited three three uh, businesses to come and speak. Um, there was myself, there was James from a company in Glasgow called Warriors, another design agency, and also they run the, uh, the Scottish Traffic Design Festival in Glasgow. And there was Graham, who is uh, one of the one of the owners of a business called Lateral North. Now, we're all doing different talks. Graham's business grew from architecture, but a lot of what they do now is community engagement. They talk to communities about how better to how better to you know, um, to communicate within within that area they live in, or or how to improve the infrastructure, or what is that? What kind of problem is is the community having having, and how can we help it? And they might be speaking to school kids and redefining maps of the area or something. Yeah. Engagement is key, what they do. They're really good at it. Um, and it was a great talk. James um, ha- is one of, one of the partners of Warriors. They do incredible, incredibly good, um, modern, inspiring graphic design yeah. in Glasgow. But they have done an incredible job in, the few, the, in three, four years of building up an amazing design festival in the city where they are now attracting international superstar designers to yeah. come and talk and, and hold workshops and things. Phenomenal um, amount of work they've done in the past few years. So that was fine. Had a chat with them all, we all got on. It was a good a good, a good uh, talk to do. Then we were invited to tender for a piece of work for King Orbs National Park. It was a few months later. And part of that project was public engagement into what the area was needing. Yeah. Um, we were really only interested in the brand development parks. That was our skill. The engagement part wasn't really yeah, for not, us. Yeah. Um, not the, the kind of engagement they were talking about. But they happened to mention that they'd been speaking to this company called Lateral North. So like, wow, we know them. Yeah. So spoke to Graham and we decided that we would pitch together Yeah. to try yeah. and collectively get those two parts of the project. Yeah. We did it and we got it. So then we worked that project together, it was really good, and we're now working on our second project together. Yeah. Now, again, for that example there, me and Graham had a quick chat, got yeah. on, nothing major in that night, it was like a spot business card, no, 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 no but, but a little bit of a recognition of yeah. that company and looking for an opportunity. And then the other one, James, um, um, Warriors, creative director Sam had... Um, had kind of entered one of their poster competitions for their festival, and James, let's say, put Sam's one up on the screen that that night. Oh, just wow. coincidentally, didn't realise Sam and me knew each other. Okay. So James kind of knew, knew Sam from that. We'd met me at that festival, and then now he met me at that talk. And then last year we were asked down to run one of the live oh, projects oh, for, the right, Grand, yeah. uh, for the for the for uh, the Glasgow Design Festival on the same bill as some of these that's amazing crazy. designers. Yeah. So and that for us, you know, it's important for us to be involved in the industry in that way. It's important for us to kind of work with students and, and go to these festivals we, yeah. in our for forty two to be part of that. So to be invited down there was was brilliant. So the, you know, saying yes and doing a talk and not looking for you an immediate for, payback. No, no, you gave up your time. Yeah, and also, but you made you know, I made yeah. I made two connections that night. Yeah. I made 
two new kind yeah. of kindred spirits. Yeah. I didn't know where they were going to lead to. They might have led nowhere. Yeah. But the, the point was, eventually, a year down the line, yeah. you 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 have an opportunity to follow that up. Yeah. And that's what I would say to young students and, and young designers now is, don't go out there looking for the, the next big project. Don't go out there necessarily looking for you know the key to success. Go out there, meet kindred spirits. Yeah. Keep in touch with your colleagues. See if there's ways you can work together. Oh. Pro- you know, proper collaboration. Yeah. Proper collaboration. Both working getting something. Yeah. Both getting something out of it. Because the yeah you know, the 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 partnerships and the friends you make now are the ones you're going to need in 20 yeah. years time when you're building out your own business up yeah. or something. So I think yeah, that's I'd say there's advice in there somewhere. No, I, so I, I think yeah, I mean yeah. I, I've tried I've tried to take your advice on that because I mean two two years ago I I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I knew no one yeah, yeah. In, in Aberdeen that did uh, anything kind of artistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I know you know at least three people. No, I don't know <laughs> that, but you know the fact that I'm sitting here. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. I've done stuff in schools. Exactly. I thought there's yeah. no way, but it's, yeah. you say yes, and it can be scary. And I think it's saying yes is after, important. Yeah. You know? If you tr- if I, if you try hard. Too hard, you know. If you if you try and get invited to these yes. things, if you try right. and force people's hands, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. You say yes to small things, you get asked to do other yes. things, and you say yes to those, then you yeah, know, I mean, you I never know where they're going yeah. to lead to. Right. Get That's, involved. I mean, the you know, hopefully nobody from Fort Dews listening to this anyway because it'd be too embarrassing. But um, they'll be fed up with me saying it because that get involved is what I yeah. say all the time. It's it's Absolutely. it's important. It's important. And there's plenty to get involved. There's in, plenty to get involved with. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So one more thing, I suppose. Before where can everyone, where can everyone find you? Find me. You and okay. Well, and, my, you know, um, the, where, where are you? Forty-two. In terms of your, you know, popping for coffee physically, one two six Crown Street. That's fine. Yep. We've got a big Katie Guthrie mural, mural in the window. So can't miss can't, it. Can't miss um, it. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, online forty two dot studios website. All the social comes off of there. Me personally, if you look for Mark, not Ross, um, on any of the social kind of platforms, you'll find yeah. me there. Pictures of dogs and kids. Yeah. My, I should say my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much all you'll find on my on my social yeah. feeds. But um, yeah, have a look. We tend to we tend to post. You know, obviously post works time sometimes, but we post a lot of kind of stuff. Arms in the studio, so we're like proud you, of our studio. Yeah, yeah, and you get a sense of who you guys are. Yeah, yeah. I think if you've got an Instagram, you get a little sense of who we are. Um, I think you're not just you're not just selling all the time. It's yeah. it's uh, it's nice just to see the people behind yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And say, like uh, it's familiar. Then it is. It goes back yeah. to what we're saying. You know, we want our studio to be the the fun part of yeah. our clients' week. Um, so oh, magic. So, yeah. so by so on Monday you'll have queue folk at your door. Right. for a coffee. We're snobs for a posh coffee. Right. You know what? I'm the end first thing Monday, so that's oh, all right. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> well, no, um, thanks a lot. Is that right? For giving up your time. Good, good. Uh, chat. I'm sure we could speak a lot longer and on mm-hmm. many different topics, but yeah. I say I'm concerned this part is... Sorry, man. It's, it's, it's went down for like three to one. <laughs> uh, I don't want it to just uh, uh, chop out there. So, yeah. All right. Thanks yeah. again. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. See you later. And that was episode 55. So thanks again to Mark for coming in. Uh, that was a good chat. I hope that uh, hope everyone got something out of it. Um, apologies if we speak very quickly. 
both Aberdeen loons that uh, can happen like that, but that's just the excitement and passion sometimes that comes across. Uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know, share it on social media. Um, and thanks again to Ica for allowing me to do this or asking me and trusting me. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again with something else next week, I assume. Cheers. <laughs>